that. I considered saying something, but you would get upset. Hmm. Why? I was going to ask if I could pet your puppy, but it's not my place. He's not mine. He's not a dog. He's a wolf. He doesn't react like a dog will. And I'm trying to train him before he's old enough that he won't listen, and I don't need people mucking that up. Rachel, just curious, but you're hoping to eventually adopt your dogs out, right? To good owners. So? As much as the owners need to adapt to the dog and understand the dog, the opposite is true. The dog has to adapt to the owner? Right. And that means the dogs need a chance to get used to people. Want a pet, be- want a pet Bentley? Very much. Bentley, go. Up. Relax. Give him a sniff of your hand before you touch him. Bentley's a good boy, but it's a good habit to get into with dogs. You don't want to surprise them and get bitten. Mm-hmm. I kept still while Dinah took Rachel's suggestion and extended a hand. I turned my attention to scanning the area while Bentley reveled in the attention and affection. Mm-hmm. It was another five minutes before Gru stopped the van and we had a chance to get out. Chance of trouble? Uh, 15.33%. Can you tell me who causes the trouble? When there's trouble, it's you, 80% of the time. Me. Okay, I'll try to be good. This doctor's office had staff, and they didn't even react as we entered. What do you need? The three of us took gunshots, but they didn't penetrate. Costumes stopped the hits, but I want to be sure there isn't lasting damage. The little girl needs a full checkup and maybe a brief stay while she suffers withdrawal from some unspecified drugs or drug cocktails. And we've got one case of smoke inhalation coupled with severe chest pain. Understood. Your bill has been paid in advance. My mother and I will be looking after you. Please, come this way. The place was like any old doctor's office, but I noticed statues and innumerable picture frames and the floor was tiled. Going by my swarm sense alone, I got the impression the place was upscale, and it was empty. You don't seem bothered to have supervillains coming through. We've dealt with supervillains before. You'll need to remove your costumes and masks. You can each have a separate room to disrobe, and we'll be seeing each of you in turn. Rest assured, your privacy and safety is our top concern. We'll share a room. Neither of you are bashful? I'm blind, and no, I guess I'm not bashful. I led Dinah into an empty room. As far as I could tell, everything was as one might expect for a doctor's office, down to the jar of tongue depressors and a bowl of lollipops. Hey, how's your head? Headaches? Uh, Getting worse, but I'll get sick tonight before the headache gets too bad. Then it won't really matter. Oh. Do you have more questions? Some, but I don't want to burden you or make you feel like I'm using you. Mm, Go ahead. The end of the world. Did Coyle ask about it? Did he get more details on what happens? What's the chance the world ends, Dinah? That these billions die because of something Jack Slash does? Has the number changed? It's higher. 97.79073%. Oh, what did you and Coyle figure out in terms of 20 questions? People are spread out. I know you're there. You're different, but you're there. And the others? Sometimes there. Okay. You said we're spread out. Yes. Uh, five big groups, lots and lots of capes from around the world, and armies. Coyle asked a lot about that. He wanted to know about his chances for survival or the total number of casualties if he focused on one area over another. Do you know if it's like a natural disaster sort of mass death or death by violence? or I don't know. All right. Hello, I'm Dr. Bremer. Hello. 
Have trouble with my teammate? She was uncooperative. I suppose we'll have to refund the amount that was already paid for her care. I hope that's all right. Everything indicated she was in fine. She was fine health-wise. Uh, who's, who's first here? Her. The doctor handed me a cream for my burn and three bottles of eye drops for my eyes. Take them once every two hours. And as for you, little miss, you seem undernourished. I haven't had much of an appetite for a while. Infection? Involuntary incarceration. Oh. Well, what drugs were you taking, sweetie? I don't know. Can you describe what it felt like when you took them? Um, felt good. Calm. Relaxed. Very sleepy. Thinking through a thick soup. And now, you're a little flushed. I'm hot and my legs ache. I'm sweating, but that might be because I'm hot. That's all for now. Later, I'll be throwing up and crying. I'll be very tired, but I won't be able to sleep. So you've been through this before? No, um, not much past this. This will be the first time. Hopefully the last. I see. The time of your last dose? I don't know. I couldn't see a clock. But things started getting bad in one and a half hours. They get to the very worst in one day. Okay, then. I'll go prepare a room so you have a place to rest. I'll grab some things to help quiet your tummy, too. I can stay with you, at least tonight. You need to go and help the others with Noelle. I will, but first I'll see you through tonight, okay? Okay. 58.5. What? Um, what's that number? It's my chance of getting home. Why is it so low? I don't know. Did that mean she didn't know or she wasn't willing to use her power to find out? Then I sensed her lean slightly away from me and I got an inkling why. Me. Dinah, listen. I can guess what you're thinking. I don't want to trick myself into believing it's right or better to keep you, that it serves the greater good or whatever, because that's a slippery, fast road to doing what Coyla was doing. We will get you home as soon as possible, okay? You deserve to go home. They won't take me back. They will. I saw it. Before I ever met Coyle, the fear in their eyes. When I said the numbers and I was right, they're scared of me. They were relieved when I got taken. They will want you. Just wait. They'll see me and I'll look different and they'll think about all those moments when I left them feeling nervous and how there's a bunch of stuff I haven't even mentioned because it's that bad. I'm not even human anymore. You're definitely human, Dinah. Then why do they call us parahumans? Doesn't the para part mean half paraplegic, only half your body works? Parahuman, half human? Not exactly. It means beside, which is how it's used with paraplegic or paragraph. It can also mean extra or beyond, like paranormal. We're next to human or more than human, depending on how you look at it. I think it's pretty apt. My parents won't take me. And even if they do take me, it'll be weird because they can't ignore my power now. They pretended I didn't have one. Pretended I was an ordinary kid. Pretended the headaches didn't mean anything. Like they pretended the heart disease wasn't a thing. Heart disease? You? Not me. Don't worry. They'll turn me away. Dinah, listen. That's the drugs talking, okay? That's all it is. As relaxed as they made you before, they're making you rattled now while you're in withdrawal. Can you go on your own? Or maybe we could sit you down on the edge of the front lawn and beep to signal your parents. Go. What? Go. I'll stay in the car. You see if... If... If they want me... 
I thought about arguing, about assuring her that they would. Then I reconsidered. I crossed the front lawn to the front door of her house. What do you want? I brought Dinah. Oh my god. Anna, come quick! Extortion, we don't have anything. You can take anything we have here, but it's not much. Not extortion. Uh, the man who took her died. I'm bringing her back. Before I go get her, you should know, there's no sign he touched her. He didn't hurt her, not physically. He did everything he could to take care of her in a utilitarian sense, but she was still a prisoner. She was drugged, often and heavily. She's in the middle of recovery, and it isn't pretty. No narcotics, no painkillers, and no tranquilizers, maybe for the rest of her life. God, she's an addict? Yes. And she's a touch malnourished, and above all, she's scared. I wouldn't have brought her yet, but I thought it was more important that I get her away from anyone who would do what Coyle did, using her for her power. I wanted to get her home. She has abilities, then? An ability, to be specific. Does it really matter? No, I just want my daughter back. I'll go get her, then. Come on. She put her hand in mine, and I could feel it shaking in the half-second before I got a firm grip. I supported her as she got out of the car, then walked her back towards the house. I moved my bugs out of the way and let go of Dinah the second her mother embraced her, right in the middle of the front lawn. The father was only a step behind, dropping to his knees to wrap his arms around them. The family reunited. Thank you. Don't thank me. The others were gathered outside Tattletail's new headquarters. The undersiders were all there, Bastard and Bentley included. Ballistic was present as well, though I hesitated to call him a member of the group. There was also someone who I hadn't expected. Parian. My recruit, after a fashion, the doll girl was dressed in a crisp new frock, accompanied by a giant stuffed penguin fashioned from cloth. You late. Had an errand to run. Send the girl home? Yep. Oh, good. I turned to Parian. Didn't expect to see you here. Tattletail got in touch. I... I apparently missed a lot. You're up for this? No, but I want to know what's going on in case it affects my territory. She's taken over my shelter and the surrounding area. Makes sense. Glad everything's gotten sorted out, but we've got an hour and, what, 40 minutes until dawn, and we really need to deal with the present situation. Well, let's talk as we walk then, Aaron Sorkin style. We have one in sighting of Noelle. She left ten minutes ago, and I doubt we'll run into her, but we could get info. You know, something that'll let us track her. Or we'll at least be in the right general area. Sorry, Skitter. We found Atlas, but he's stashed halfway across the city, so transportation might be a little awkward. Parian took the penguin apart and created a longer, broader form. A dash end in black and white. Ugh, this is so lame! How are you supposed to build a decent rep if you're caught riding a wiener dog? It's the only thing long enough. Snake? Too much wear? If you don't like it, Aisha, then don't ride. You can walk. It's functional. You've fallen so far, man. You used to care about these things. I could ride Bentley. You're calling him by his real name now? Didn't you call him Slobberjaws just a little while ago? You're not riding him. You really care? Not about the name, about respect. Rachel mounted Bentley, then looked at me and reached out her hand. I accepted it, reaching up, using her to help climb onto Bentley's back, settling in behind her. Oh, I see! She gets to ride Bentley, but I Aisha, don't. get over it! <laughs> we walked briskly along the cloth dash on the bore the burden of the rest of the group. Group, Imp, Tattletail, Regent, Parian, and Ballistic. Everyone's alright with me taking this seat of power? Yeah. 
this isn't me being manipulative like Coyle, but I do consider us partners. I want us working side by side, even if our roles are different. Partner? You're in charge, aren't you? I'm headquarters. Ops. Management. I mean, like, Skitter's our real leader, our, our field commander, the face of the operation. If it comes down to it, she can call the shots, I'll back her up. If she's up for it, she's blind and neglected to mention it before the events earlier tonight. It doesn't matter that much. I don't leave my eyes when I can use my power. Yeah, I'll have to take your word for that. What are we up against? Ballistic, can you fill us in? Yeah, she's strong. She's got nothing to hold her back now, and she's smart. She was your team leader, right? Yeah, she was the leader before all this started. Uh, you have to understand, she's a natural tactician. She can get a sense of the current dynamic on an intuitive level, play things by ear while making spur-of-the-moment calls. Those calls turn out to be the right ones, not because she's lucky, but because she grasps the situation so quickly that it looks like she didn't give it any thought at all. She's quick-witted. Not exactly what I meant. Right now, she's scared, angry, desperate, and frustrated, except all those dials are turned up to 11. I'm sitting out this fight for the record. You're out? You're not working with us. I'm holding territory, but I'm not a member of this team. Same. Sorry. You don't have to be sorry, but I think you're underestimating how bad the situation could be. I don't think we can afford to have anyone sit out. Trust me when I say it. this is better all around if I skip this fight. She knows me and she'll use me against you. You talk about her being clever, but she didn't seem that on the ball when we talked to her over the phone back in your base. You guys were lying to her about Tattletail, about Dinah, and other stuff. If she's that clever, why didn't she pick up on it? Honestly, it's because she put a trust in Kraus and Trickster. He betrayed that trust, and he did it pretty damn well. I don't fault him for it exactly. She couldn't know the whole truth, or we'd be in exactly this situation only at a worse time. But you do fault him for something. He became team leader more because he's fast at thinking on his feet than because he's good at making the right call. He took it on himself to make a whole lot of wrong calls. He started lying to us for what he saw as our own good. Not Noel with her delicate state, but us. I'd say Noel still believes in him. We can use that if we're willing. And that's only if we can get him on board. What does she do? Uh, besides the ridiculous super strength, durability, and regeneration... Uh, to put it briefly, if it's dead, she absorbs it and it becomes part of her. Powers included? I don't know. She eats it, she grows. If she absorbs something alive, she clones it. More clones if she's angrier, we think. We don't have a large sample size of incidents. So, evil twins. She, she makes evil twins. Essentially, she'll come after me if she sees me, especially if she heard the bit about my defection. If she gets me, it's even worse, because the clones she'll get are capable of killing anyone and everyone here, easily. Animals, too? Oh, animals, microbes, based on the stuff she said before, though. She might just treat them like she does dead material, I don't know. For all we know, it ties into some other power. Do the clones have an expiry date? Not as far as I know. Anytime we've had to deal with them, we're pretty ruthless in putting them down. They sort of make a point of being a bit too problematic to be left alone. But they're still... No. No, they really aren't. You can count on that. We'll need a way to deal with her. You said she regenerates? Not that fast, but fast enough. Her lower body is tougher, but her upper body isn't exactly vulnerable. I think she's gotten bigger and tougher since I last saw her. When was that? Um, maybe a week after we got into the city. Her 
appetite increase, so it might be a pretty dramatic difference in strength from the last time I saw. You guys are going to have your hands full trying to kill her. Well, I don't want to kill her. Then how the hell do you think you're going to handle this? A containment. If I get enough spiders together, I could try to that surround her in a web. That going to work. Then we go to the heroes. We get their assistance. Containment foam on top of my web. Vista to slow Noel down. Clock blocker to put her on pause. Tattletail told you, didn't she, that we think she's turning into an endbringer? Why is lethal force okay against Leviathan, but not against Noel? She's still a person under it all. She deserves a chance. You don't seem to care at all about the subject of killing a friend, Velasquez. She's not my friend. She's not the person I knew. Maybe she has the same memories, fragments of the same personality, but that's only surface stuff. Huh? It's pretty cold. Fuck you! <laughs> I hope what I said was useful and I wish you luck, but fuck you. You do not get it. Parian's animal had stopped, but Ballistic was already striding away in the general direction of his lair. Go on. You told me I could protect people. How do I do that? We could use your stuffed animals. If she can't absorb them, then they're frontline combatants that we can use. I don't want to fight. I really don't think we have a choice. You fought Leviathan? I almost wish I didn't. I only did it because I promised myself when I was a kid, when I first learned about the Endbringers, that I would fight them if I ever got powers. That's why I did it, because I didn't want to betray the kid version of myself. Wouldn't your child self want you to do this? I... I don't know, but I didn't make any promises to myself about this. Heads up, kiddos. I don't think we're the only ones checking out the scene. Who? The Protectorate. The wards. If you're not up for a potential fight, this is the time to back off, honey. I'll stay. I won't fight, but I'll stay. I made my decision, and I'll own up to it. We do this peacefully. We need their help, so we avoid confrontation. I could sense the heroes well before we reached them, gathered by a room building. I used my bugs to get their attention before we appeared around the corner. Undersiders. Miss Militia? She jerked her head in the direction of the carnage left in the street. You do this? Indirectly, but not really, no. I don't know what that is exactly. I find that hard to believe. A hell of a lot of damage, reports of howling eerily, similar to the reports we've had for Hellhound's animals, and let's not forget your pension for kidnapping the good guys, Shadowstalker, Pigo, Calvair. Kidnapping heroes? With my bugs, I did a head count. Someone was missing. Vista. You're talking about Vista. We didn't take her. Sense. We take her, do that sort of damage, and then come back? Approach you guys peacefully? Please. I'm beginning to see why Armsmaster was so frustrated with you, Undersiders. Every time we run into you, we're left in the dark. Vast amounts of information missing from the overall picture. There's always surprises. So I'm paying very close attention to what you are saying. Case in point, you say Vista was taken and not murdered. I don't think she was killed. That's good to know. When you're going on the offensive, there's nothing held back. You don't pull any punches short of murder. And, and if you're not trying to kill us, you're approaching us with open arms, asking for help, putting us in a situation where we can't accept without breaking our rules, but refusal comes at a cost. It's that second bit. We're here because we need help. And this is a nasty one, too. I thought so. It's your pattern. Except there's always information missing. You said you were indirectly responsible for this? You caught that? Should we dish out the dirt? Yeah, have to anyways. Okay. Full disclosure, 
We were working for Coyle. The, the Travelers were too. He's dead, in case you weren't aware. And the Travelers are a little upset because they were counting on him to help them out. <laughs> I doubt this was the Travelers. We heard howling, and this wasn't Genesis. Analysis of her file by some of our top guys suggests she has limits to the strength of whatever forms she's chosen. Strong, yes, but not enough to tear half the wall off the front of a building in the time the witnesses described. I would, however, believe Hellhound's dogs could do it. Besides, Genesis has never been on record shape-shifting to resemble someone or something. When the Slaughterhouse Nine attacked, do you remember who they targeted? Armsmaster, Regent, Hookwolf, Panacea? Two more. With the appearances Mannequin and Burnscar made in the boardwalk, we belatedly discovered Hellhound was another, and we were theorizing you were the last of them, Skitter. I got in there way too many times, but they didn't want me. But the last one was Noel. Noel? Well, the Travelers had two other members who didn't see much action. Oliver handers, handles the, their day-to-day stuff, finds and prepares places for them to settle down, gets food, and looks after Noelle. And uh, Noelle... New York. She's the one that's responsible for the disappearance of those 40 people? I wouldn't be surprised. The reason the Travelers have been operating like they are, going for their quick and easy cash grabs and constantly moving, it's been for her sake. Trying to find someone who could help. They found Coyle, or Coyle found them, and they thought they had the answer they needed. Except now Coyle's dead, Noelle snapped, and it's very possible Vista was her first captive. Oh, you're very good at this, Undersiders, but I won't get caught up in your story, I know. You'll have to give me the details if this situation is as serious as you say. But let's postpone that for a minute. Why don't you start off by explaining how you're indirectly responsible for this? Why aren't you telling us? Uh, stuff? Mm-hmm. Surrounding the circumstances of Coyle's death. But getting into the particulars would create some more problems than it solves. For you guys and us. You understand? Did you have something to do with the explosion at the town hall? No. I swear on everything I stand for that I... We didn't play any part in planning or setting that in motion. You can understand if we don't take you at face value on that, nice as it sounds. Well, if it helps, get your hands on the... evidence from the scene some of the blood and the bits from the bodies send them out of town discreetly get another lab to run dna tests why it's pig meat almost all of it glued together with transglutaminase human bone and human blood probably and if you look for it you'll find antifreeze antifreeze glycerol it's how they stored at the blood banks You're saying it was staged, Uh despite the fact that we had wards on scene, innumerable witnesses. Despite that. And of course, we can't check it now. So you're expecting us to work with you in the meantime, help you with whatever problem you're suggesting you're partially to blame for setting in motion. And when the lab tests come in long after the situation's resolved, we'll find you were lying. And somehow, conveniently, you come out ahead when all said and done. A handful more of your enemies injured or dead telling the truth this situation's serious and if you do what we're suggesting i can assure you we don't wind up in a better position at the end of this why is that because we're recommending you call in the big guns call in everyone class s threat or damn near there's six class s threats active in the world at large the Endbringers make up three of them the slaughterhouse nine as a group are a fourth you're saying this noelle is on par with one of them she's a nascent Endbringer. fuck me 
please tell me this is another one of Tattletail's mind games. Explain. Maybe she's the nascent, uh, nascent and bringer. Her powers are transforming her, and she's getting less human, getting tougher and more desperate every day. Coyle was keeping her contained with these heavy vault doors and promises of a fix, but now she's free and she's pissed. And this hypothetical individual has Vista. Oh, it's, it's really likely she has Vista. Coyle's precog said that she wouldn't cause any real damage until dawn. That's one hour and 20 minutes from now. I guess this kind of incident doesn't count as anything serious. You have Coyle's precog in your custody, Dinah Alcott. I took her home. Everything she's been through, she deserves some peace. Assault. Let's get some confirmation that at least some of what they said is the truth. Get in touch with the Alcots. On it. I think it's time you guys offer the particulars on this Endbringer. Well, she's as strong as Leviathan physically. She's not as tough, based on what I've seen. Have you read the notes on what I told Alexandria after Leviathan's attack about the density of Leviathan's body? Higher density as you penetrate deeper to the core, to the point that it bends the rules of how molecules and atoms should work. Yeah, Noelle doesn't have that yet. I'm not sure if she ever will. We don't know if she's really becoming an endbringer or not. What I've seen of her was only partial, a camera feed with really dim lighting on the other end. But everything she eats gets added to her biomass, and I think she'll probably reach a critical point and stop growing, start fortifying what's already there instead. So she's big? Yeah, and if she gets her hands on you, she will eat you whole, spit you out along with a copy. Copies with powers like yours, stronger, tougher, meaner. You understand? When this fight starts, it starts for fucking real. She duplicates people. And she duplicates the, the duplicates. They're not on our side. We're, you're going to have to call for backup at some point. It's just a question of whether you do it before shit goes down or after. When you do get in touch with the PRT heads and get that AOK to call, a red alert, or whatever it is you guys do, you're going to want to be very careful about the kind of KP request because we might end up fighting them. Ah, story checks out. Kids at the hospital recovering from a long stint of drug abuse. The situation they're describing is too dangerous to be ignored. We'll move forward with this. Tentative cooperation in exchange for our trust in our assistance. The undersiders will give us one hostage. How about me? Someone who we can keep track of? Rachel Lint, Hellhound. If you'd please step into the van. Mm, oh, oh no. fuck that. That is a disaster waiting to happen. You, along with Skitter, are problematic due to the sheer amount of damage you could do to the enclosed base of the van. Tattletail's more damaging in other ways. It would help if we knew exactly what her powers were. Bitch, I ain't Sharon. I just had my turn being a hostage, and I'm not gonna do it again. Not sharing the details on that either, for the record. <laughs> Separated from her dogs, Rachel Lint is the least threatening and most vulnerable member of your team. The optimal hostage, if you will. And she won't accept being separated from her dogs or being kept in custody. I will. I can hand you my weapons and send my bugs away. Skitter, no. I reached over my shoulder slowly and unbuckled my utility compartment. Tattletail grabbed it to me from me as it came free, and the straps fed out through the rings beneath the shoulder panels. She handed it to me, and I drove away the bugs I gathered in, inside. When they were gone, I sent away the bugs that were nestled in the midst of my hair beneath each of my other armor, armor panels and the skirt of my armor, where it covered my scorched leggings of the costume. So many fucking bugs. They have to weigh as much as she does. No, not as much as you'd think. Satisfied? Triumph, patter down. Everyone else, get ready to mobilize. Assault, you'll be riding my bike. I'll sit in the van. Weld, Clockblocker, Fletchette, and Kidwin with me. I waited while Triumph roughly ran his fingers into the folds and crevices of my armor. I felt like saying something to him, but 
wasn't sure what. Sorry for attacking your family and nearly murdering you. It sounded almost taunting. Miss Militia led the way to a containment van, and I followed, feeling oddly lightweight. She opened the back, indicating we should gather inside. I had only a few bugs in place to get a sense of their positions, few enough that I might have lost track of who was who if I wasn't careful. Using one of these bugs, I did a minor peripheral sweep. They didn't have weapons pointed my way, but Fletcher and Kidwin did have weapons in their laps, a crossbow and laser blaster. You're shorter than I thought looking at you like this. Tall for a girl, but not tall. Sorry. You didn't get rid of all your bugs? Not all. Why not? Too much of it's automatic. I got in the habit of using my power to survey the situation, and now it happens even without my thinking about it. Thinker 1, because your bugs let you sense things to the point that you might be a short-range clairvoyant. That's about what the director said. I heard a click, and bugs moved to the source of the noise to investigate. Miss Militia had my utility compartment in her lap, and she was holding a handgun. Nine. Only one shot remaining. Two reasons that might be the case. Saving it for yourself, or it was used and you haven't reloaded. The latter. Who have you been shooting? Mannequin. And shot through some boards so I could break them. Oh. Long story. I haven't really thought to reload it. I don't use the gun much. I'm curious why you have coiled string in your backpack here. It's a utility, it's a utility compartment, not a backpack. Mm. It's so I don't have the spiders vacant in the middle of a fight. Spider silk. Pepper spray. Change purse with... Cotton swabs? I see it's to mask the rattle of spare change. And smelling salts, needles. Please leave everything where it was. You've got some stuff that's pretty high quality, but then there's other stuff that's so mundane. Odd for someone half the nation's paying attention to. I wouldn't know. Not really watching TV you these days. You guys over half the city. Which is something that's usually limited to psychos like Nilbog or the Third World Nations. I guess Coil's gone and you're the queen of the local underworld. Or is it Tattletail who's taken that position? We're partners. You sound so matter-of-fact about it. You're not ashamed, guilty, or proud? Stand down, clock blocker. She was gracious enough to be our guest. Don't provoke her. I'm not bothered. I'm more annoyed at you picking through my equipment and... I don't feel anything about being in charge. It is what it is. And you're not afraid at all being a hostage. Should I be? You violated the code by association when you took someone, took control of someone, the same someone who you saw unmasked. You violated that code again when you attacked Triumph's family. So what's stopping you from stopping us from tearing off your mask right now? Same code you've disrespected and broken. Look me in the eye and tell me you don't think Shadowstalker was a deeply damaged, broken person before we ever got our hands on her. She was a fucking hero. <laughs> she was a hero because the other choice was Juvie. In months leading up to our kidnapping her, she was using real crossbow bolts, shooting them at people. If I remember right, she wasn't supposed to have or be using any lethal ammo on penalty of jail time. Do you have evidence? Does it matter? Judging by what I saw in my limited interaction with her, she was pretty psychotic. There's no way you guys spent all that time with her without something crossing your radar. The night we took her, I baited her out, and she tried to cut my throat. I understand where you're coming from, but again, I have to ask for evidence. I can't take you at your word. There's procedures to be followed. The procedures that tie your hands. And they protect us at the same time. If you're looking for a reason why we're in charge, that'd be a good place to start. You guys knew you had someone bloodthirsty and fucked up working beside you. You accepted it, probably accommodated her, probably cut her slack in other areas, because I doubt she was an angel outside of costume either. 
we aren't limited by oversight and bureaucracy, and we don't pretend our lunatics are kid-friendly. And without that oversight, you're free to kidnap people like her and subject her to torture. That's enough. You smell like smoke. Clockblocker, I reserve every right to adjust your patrol schedule if you won't stop engaging, Skitter. I'm really okay. I'm not going to flip out and hurt someone because I don't like what they're saying. When I said I shot some boards, it was to escape a burning building. Coyle wasn't lying when he said you set your headquarters on fire. He was. This was something different. Fuck it, give me shit patrols. I'm not gonna just sit around and obey orders when I have a chance to get some fucking answers. That's the kind of attitude I'm talking about. Recognizing when the bureaucracy is hindering more than helping, pushing against it. I can respect Don't that. Don't you dare compare me to you. Okay. I'm wondering how the fuck you can justify doing any of the shit you've pulled and act all high and mighty. I won't deny I've done stuff. But I somehow doubt it's the same stuff you're thinking about. But... I had reasons for everything I did. If you want to tell me what you think I've done, I can try my hand at explaining myself. Clock blocker, listen to Miss Militia. This is the kind of stuff that goes on your record. Fuck my record. Let's start with a takeover. Justify that. It put me in a position to help people. Visit my territory. People there are healthier, happier, safer because of what I've done. Except the one mannequin and Burnscar killed. I tried. I did what I could to help the people in my territory. Maybe my... Being there did more harm than good? I don't know. What about how things turned out with Panacea and Glory Girl? I already quizzed her on this. I want to hear it from her myself. That was Jack, not me. But you were one of the last people seen with Glory Girl. You were sighted in Panacea's company. I tried to help her, to talk to her. We invited her to join the Undersires because she was in a bad headspace. She needed other perspectives beyond her own, but... She finished giving Glory Girl medical care after a crawler's spittle had burned through half her body. She refused our offers to help and refused Tattletail's suggestion that she fix what she'd already done to Glory Girl's head. The next time I saw her, she was talking to Jack and she was, he was getting to her and fucking with her head. Stuff happened. I went after him and it was the last time she I saw her. She had a freak out, you know. She was in a bad headspace, sure, but she was a good person, healed people I really care about when she didn't have to. That's why I'm pressing you on this stuff, no matter what Miss Militia might put on my record or do to my fucking patrol schedule. Because Amy deserves to have someone stick up for her in her absence. I'm sorry she freaked, but it wasn't my fault. It was bad. She took Glory Girl with her, you know. When Gallant died, Vista saw the body. When Igus was mashed to a literal pulp by Leviathan to the point he couldn't function anymore. When he died despite his power, I got to see the remains to verify for myself. But Victoria Dallin was still alive, and they didn't let us see. A select few adults and family members got to see her. They carted her off to a parahuman asylum. And none of the rest of us got to say goodbye because the end result was that fucked up. I didn't know. I'm sorry, but that wasn't my fault. Fine. I'll concede a point to you, then. You tried, maybe. One not. What about Battery? I was with Jack and Bonesaw, affected by the miasma. Thought they were my friends. Battery was giving chase. Around the time I figured out what was happening, she got attacked by mechanical spiders. She was fine when I left her. Assault blames you. Probably why Miss Militia didn't have him riding in the van with us. If I'd been in a better headspace, I would have backed her up. But there was the possibility Jack would get away and the miasmo... Can you judge either way with that stuff in play? Triumph his family? Didn't know he was Triumph until we were in the thick of it. But I didn't did it for Dinah. It doesn't excuse it, but I did it for her. 
How the hell does that work? To get into a position where I could free her, I had to get close to Coil, which forced me to do what I normally wouldn't. It had nothing to do with keeping control of the city? I didn't say that. I could try to justify it, and I'm not 100% convinced I'd buy it myself. I'll concede that one to you. I'm not in a position to defend or explain it. One all, then. Now let's talk Shadowstalker. She was an asshole, dangerous, didn't even fucking like her. But she was still a teammate of mine. Some of your teammates might fall into that camp, so maybe you know how I feel. Maybe, but like I said, we weren't holding ourselves up as paragons of virtue. You guys were. Our focus right now is on you. You, who drove Shadowstalker into a corner to the point where she flipped out on her mom and tried to hang herself with an electrical cord. I'm not sure how to respond to that. You feel bad about it? I'm genuinely curious. I feel... less bad than I should, but... Yeah, it isn't nice to hear. Because of what happened, because she was still reeling from the time she spent as your meat puppet, she attacked her mom, who called the authorities. They caught up just in time to catch her in her room, electrical cord around her neck. Cost Shadowstalker her probation, meaning she got stuck in some parahuman detention center until she's 18. And word is, her mom doesn't want her back when she's finished in... her three-year sentence. Last straw and everything. Her life put on hold. Her family shattered. Maybe she was damaged like you said, but you took her captive and tormented her until she went off the deep end. I'm not happy she was pushed that far. That's ugly, you're right. But getting her off the streets? Yeah. What that's I worth it. don't get is why. Was the data from that computer so important? Coyle needed it, and I needed Coyle happy. Either he'd like my work enough to free Dinah on my request, or he'd trust me enough that I could catch him off guard and help her escape some other way. I'm sure Dinah would be thrilled to hear that. Some other girl ruined life ruined for her sake. How does a supervillain warlord react to that sort of news, by the way? Finding out a heroine tried to hang herself. Do you sit in your swivel chair stroking your tarantula, pulling off your best fucking maniacal laugh? One more enemy out of the way? I didn't know. Not until you told me what happened to her. That seemed to be the recurring theme. You do stuff, you have reasons, like you're apparently feeling that, oh, it's okay because she was violent in her personality, but you don't pay attention to the ending, to everything that comes after. A whole lot of people have screwed, you have been screwed up and hurt and you're wake skitter. I react like you see me reacting. I don't enjoy it. No maniacal laughing here. But you plan to continue doing exactly what you're doing. I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing in the future, aside from stopping Noel. That's a good point to end this particular discussion. I will be adjusting your patrol route and noting this minor infraction on your record clock blocker. I hope you're more or less satisfied with this discussion. More or less. Unless our local supervillainess-in-chief wants to pursue further debate. I think I was ahead by one. Two... One. Nope. That's fine. It was several minutes before the van stopped. Assault was the one who opened the door, and Clockblocker had held the front door of the PRT offices open for me in a very ironic manner. My team was already waiting in the lobby. I had entered once as a prisoner and thief, once as an invader and kidnapper. It was an eerie thing to be entering as an ally to the good guys when I'd never felt further from being one. We had to take the elevator in two trips due to the size of our group, and that meant splitting us up. 
The heroes were too wary to leave any number of us unsupervised, whether it was on the ground floor or upstairs. We exited at the third floor. I could sense some people heading into back rooms to rouse people who were sleeping in the office on benches and in chairs. All of the officers and out-of-uniform PRT operatives were gathering to look. One of them stepped forward from the rest of the crowd. Deputy Director? I'm too cynical to think this is an arrest or to hope that it's anything more than a ruse. And I can't help but noting these villains ain't in restraints. It's not an arrest, and I hope it's a trick, because I like the truth even less. A new, cla- uh, a new class S threat. Every officer in the room reacted. A general murmur punctuated with swearing and exclamations. Who? An unknown, possibly a fourth endbringer, not yet fully grown. I'd like to get in contact with PRT thinkers to verify. Wait, Stoyan, get on the phone. Patch them through to me as soon as you get a hold of someone. We should wake people up. It's 4.24 in the morning. If this is real, we'll want the heaviest hitters ready to deploy at a moment's notice. There's a chance this may be our one chance to kill her. No word from Director Calvert. He's gone silent, sir. <sighs> Militia, join me in the director's office. Triumph, see to it that these villains are detained and separated. Interview room one and two for Region and Skitter. Conference room for Hellhound. If I may make a suggestion, sir, I think we should put Skitter in the conference room. She and Tattletail are our main sources of information. Not complaining, but bitch or hellhound, if you want to call her that, may be more comfortable in my company. Her dogs are their normal size. If she uses her power, you'll be able to see. Miss Militia already saw to it I was disarmed. This sounds like you're positioning people for a maneuver. No, just trying to keep things as copacetic as possible. I'd okay it. Fine. Hellhounds, get out to the conference room. Parian in the legal room. Grew an imp. Interview room two. Tattletail, you're with Hellhound and Skidder. Put police tape and a sign on the door with a notice of imp stranger classification to remind people why it's staying shut. Hey! Uh, fucking relax, imp. You want to confirm that it's all right, Skidder? So long as my teammates go free when trouble starts. But, yeah. I can understand the paranoia. This sucks! Suck it up! Come on! We split up, with Rachel, Tattletail, and I settling into the conference room, at the end furthest from the door. Triumph stood watch, and the blinds were left open, leaving us visible to the countless officers who were now on their computers and phones. There wasn't one of them who wasn't casting us suspicious glances every moment or so, or peering through the windows of the interview rooms at Regent Grew and Imp. I also noted the fact that there were nearly a dozen PRT officers fully suited up in their combat gear, complete with full-face helmets, the chainmail mesh-covered body armor, and containment foam sprayers. They kept out of the way. If I was using my eyes and I didn't have my swarm sense, I wouldn't have known they were there. Triumph glared at me. I hate that it's a bunch of scary and powerful supervillains running a fucked-up city, which is about to get more fucked up if you aren't pulling our legs. We have no reason to pull your legs. Getting access to something else that's confidential, covering your kidnappings of Vista so you're clear to use Regen on her later. Why would we want her? She's strong. Dude, bitch's question's a good one. Yeah, Vista's strong, but why would we want her? It'd be putting ourselves at risk for no particular gain. If we wanted raw power, we'd have kept your cousin. There's nothing left in this city that we want or need. We have money, we have resources, and anything that's worth anything is destroyed or taken by now. Then what do you want? We want security. We have all the basics. Shelter, food, warmth, companionship, money. 
anything we do here from here on out is going to involve better securing is going to involve better securing ourselves where we're at. We want to stop visiting villains from getting a footing anywhere in the city unless they're joining us. Keep the peace so we keep you guys off our backs. That's terrifying. Why? Because we're bad? Oh, spooky. If we do it right, we won't have to extort anything from the locals. We can do more to stop the drug trade than any of your guys. Then we disappear into the background, make enough money off the side benefits of our powers and investments to live a life of comfort. Mobilize only if and when there's a new threat. Build trust with you guys. Ensure that there any new parahumans go either to your group, go to ours, or they get dealt with some other way. Ensure that anyone like Hellhound, who needs more elbow room or freedom, is somewhere they're comfortable, where they won't do any real harm. And she's okay being benched. Oh, give me my dogs. Don't bother me. Don't get in my face, and I'm okay with whatever. Weldon Clockblocker joined us. Clockblocker handed Triumph a can of Coke or something like it. Are you behaving? Eh, pretty much. We're talking about their master plan, if you can call it that. Not much else. Skitter and I had a discussion on the way over. And you won't have another. We got in touch with some thinkers. Eleventh Hour says he gets an eight. Appraiser's Red says we're purple. Rule for any priest that you call is we get three points of reference going by thinkers alone. That means a third thinker. The first they were able to get in touch with was Hunch, your old teammate. Well, I didn't think you rated yet. Chief Director Costa Brown gave the A-OK, and Hunch says it's bad. Altogether, we're calling this a threat level A. Oh, shit. The undersiders are for real? That's threat level S. S-class. The Chief Director of the PRT determined it was an A-class threat. Bullshit! S-class! I know appraiser offered a purple velvet diagnosis for his previous ratings on Endbringer attacks, so that's not the reason it's so low. 11 score of 8 has to be above the 75% mark, and if the answer is as vague as Hunch's is going to be on the 75% exact, as per section 967, article 71, that's three values that have to be above the threshold for declaring a level S situation. How the hell do you know all that? The chief director made the call. We're standing by it. We're talking class S. Even if you ignore pre-solution verification, pre-situation verification, section 975, article 57, classifying high-level duplications and villains who operate to any exponential degree, Nilbog and uh, Simmer both count, and Noelle does too. She's not a self-duplicator. And yes, she's creating powers, but they're copies of other people's powers. They're not exponential or self-recursive in effect. Ugh, you're splitting hairs. She doesn't create more powers on her own. Her threat level zooms up to S as soon as she gets her hand on anyone who can enable, enable something like that. Like, say, uh, any tinker. I don't know why we're even discussing this when you seem to have our operations manual memorized and you're capable of realizing it for yourself. The difference in our response to a Class A crisis and a Class S is is minor at best. Some tertiary protocols change. We won't necessarily have Alexandria, Legend, or Eidolon assisting, and there's no penalties for anyone who subscribed to the critical situation roster if they sit this one out. Which they will. You're ignoring the fact that people are inherently selfish. It takes something to shake them from reality, and that's not common. I think you're underestimating the inherent goodness of people who dedicate their lives to heroism. <sighs> I know for a fact we have ample volunteers already informed on the situation. They're en route. If the heroes aren't showing up in full force, 
Others won't either. And there's no epidemic protocols with a Class A. We have one tinker, Kid Win. Arms Master is no longer on the premises. We have no duplicators. The risk is one we can control, either through the organization of our forces or turning any combatants with problematic interactions away. Epidemic protocols are unnecessary. Arms Master is no longer on the premises? You mean he escaped? And it won't be that easy. Maybe not, but that's the word from above. I'm not interested in debating this further, Tattletale. We're having a strategy meeting in a matter of minutes. The first phase of the response will be teleporting in momentarily. I'll be releasing the rest of the Undersiders to join you soon. Yeah, as soon as you have enough extra bodies to watch us. Yes. Wards, be good. Excuses or no excuses, it looked bad when we had the last innocent with a break in the truce. Don't let Tattletale provoke you. Don't provoke them. You can't blame them if they get emotional. It's only natural. Three young men, three young women. Women, the possibility of a Capulet Montague forbidden love between hero and villain. My warning goes for you too, Tattletale. I already instructed Triumph to shout at the first sign of trouble. I won't be angelic. Good. You should also know that Perian is leaving. She asked me to tell you and to let you know she'll be at her territory. I wouldn't have let her go for a lot of reasons. It's unfortunate, I agree, but we're not in a position to stop her short of fighting her. She was adamant about not wanting to participate in this fight. Fletchette is escorting her back. And however Noelle found Vista, she might find Perrion and Flechette and target them in the same way. Maybe. Lovers. Mm. They both have devices to alert us. In the worst case scenario, they can inform us if something's happened. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to prepare. Oh, this is falling apart before it begins. I get the impression Miss Militia spooked. Well, anyone would be. Doesn't help that the last Endbringer fight ended her pre predecessor's career. Our muscle's gonna suffer in this fight. Your bugs, bitches, dogs... They can't hurt her if she absorbs things on contact. Not unless we want to, you know, clone... We want clones of bitches' dogs running rampant. The heroes have long-ranged fire. Kidwin, Miss Militia, Triumph. So Bitch and I adopt a support role. The dogs get our key players around the battlefield, if Bitch is willing. And I might be able to tie Noelle up without the bugs touching her. Gru can slow her down, and Regent could do the same. Regent couldn't use his power against Leviathan. Can you imagine him getting Leviathan under control? I'd rather not. There's a sweet spot as far as rep goes. Having a pet endbringer puts us in the too-scary-to-be-allowed-to-live category. Yeah, we'd have to do what the Slaughterhouse Nine did. Win frequently enough against high odds that people can't afford the losses. Well, it'd mean we'd have to go mobile. So we have time to recuperate while the en enemy tries to track us down. Let's get back on topic. Imp? For this coming fight, rescue. The enemy won't target her. They might not target anyone she can get in contact with. Fallen allies, captives, Imp gets them to safety. Hey, you guys can chime in at any point. I don't know what you want us to add. Interactions. Maybe we'll put you on Bentley's back. We won't have to kill Noelle if you can tag her. We'll be able to keep her frozen long enough for us to erect some form of containment. Me on that thing? Are you scared? I don't think anyone would be a little bit scared. You can't tell me they aren't a little intimidating. But your power nullifies any threat they could pose. If it closes its teeth around my arm, the fraction of a second it takes for my power to kick in is going to buy it time just to take in a little. little. Jaws clamped on my arm, I freeze it, sure, but then every time it unfreezes, it closes a little more before I can freeze it again. No fucking thank you. He's fucking scared. <laughs> you hear that bastard? You're the stuff of nightmares. Hey, you okay? I'm coughing less. I feel like I maybe got the worst of it out of my lungs and throat. No, no, I meant, like, you. You've been quiet. You weren't saying as much as you normally might when I was talking to Miss Militia. Thinking. Important for you to keep doing that, but 
Not if it's getting to you like this, girl. Unless you're putting together some sort of master plan, though that is my thing. No plan, sorry. Just fatigue and... I stopped. Each and every officer in the next room was turning their heads. I used my bugs to peel out the subject. A hood with the warmth of a faint natural glow from beneath, with the same effect around the hands, with his loose sleeves. I noted that a glass helm like the one Clockblocker wore fit over his face beneath the hood. Idolin. He entered the conference room and grabbed the seat just to the right of the one at the far end of the table. He swept his cape to one side before he sat down. Didn't think you were coming, with it being uh, just a Class A threat. The infamous undersiders. The famous Eidolon. We were doing the reverse introductions. Uh, well, we're doing reverse introductions, excuse me. I thought I told Miss Militia that we shouldn't bring in anyone we can't beat in a fight. Don't concern yourself over it. I can render myself immune. Yeah, we won't know until it happens. Tattletail, are you looking for a chink in the armor? You can't blame me, can you? If we wind up having to fight you, <laughs> it, it might be all over. Probably gonna be all over. So forgive me for gathering intel. Tired? Exhausted. Been using my power all night. My head's throbbing. This whole business with Noel hasn't even started. I want to make sure that I have some ideas in advance for anyone we might have to face. Noel is going to target Eidolon. If we fight him, we'll have to use his weaknesses against him. Tattletail, could you elaborate? Don't worry. No weaknesses that you don't already know about. Is that so? You're losing your powers. Not fast enough that it matters today, but, you know, enough that the difference is appreciable. And how would you know this if it were true? Because any other day, you'd be helping bring people in. You're conserving your strength. It may be a, even in a long-term fear, but you've got only so much power to use over your lifetime before it's all spent. Candle that burns twice as hot or something. Simple deduction. Did you consider that I'm not teleporting anyone in because there's a shortage of volunteers? That would contradict what, what Miss Militia said, and she wasn't lying. And if it doesn't fit in the overall picture, Alexandria, you know, I... Eidolon slapped his hand down against the table. A force field expanded from the impact site, forcing Rachel and I out of our chairs and against the wall. I slumped down to the ground, grabbing my rib, and coughed painfully. The force field had kept Rachel and I out, but Tattletail was inside with Eidolon. The sounds from within were muffled. Fuck! Relax, they aren't fighting. Uh, he knocked me over. I could see Miss Militia and Assault at the other end of the room, but the force field bubble was blocking us. What happened? What happened? Eidolon attacked her. Did she provoke him? No. The force field winked out. Eidolon was still sitting. He hadn't moved except to slap the table with his hand, but Tattletail was standing. Just wanted to have a private conversation. I'm sorry, I'm getting fresh air. With that, he stood and strode out of the room. He made his way to the stairwell, and I could track him moving to the roof. I picked up my chair and sat, still coughing intermittently. Rachel was still standing, and her dogs were still growing. I gestured for her to sit. She just glared across the room. I gestured again, but the force of the motion made my chest hurt, and I started coughing. Before I recovered, Rachel sat with an audible thud. She kicked her boot against the edge of the table, hard, and left it there. What did you do? Um, I was just commenting that it seemed odd that he wasn't helping you guys out with teleporting people in. You said more than that. Okay, I'm tired. He's tired. We talked it out. Everything's in order. I'm not so sure. Skitter, are you all right? A recent injury. I'll be fine in a minute. Then let's get things underway. Everyone, please get seated or find space to stand. 
I counted the people in costume with my swarm. It wasn't nearly as many reinforcements as we'd had against Leviathan. I saw Chevalier and Myrton, but didn't recognize anyone else. There were the wards and protectorate members from Rockton Bay, with perhaps 20 more. Tentative ratings. Based on what we know, we have her down as a Brute 8, a Changer 2, and a combination of Striker and Master with a rating of 10. Too low. Her ability allows her to create clones of anyone she touches. The PRT office believes she's a Class A threat, but Tattletail's expectation is that this individual has the potential to become an Endbringer. Class S. We're moving forward with extreme caution. Our primary issue at the moment is that we can't yet locate her. She has one hostage, a young member of the wards. The girl was attacked en route to her home. Locating our target quickly is paramount, but we should also be careful to avoid giving her a chance to use her power on us. For the time being, we'll be operating with the same protocols and plans that we employed against Hadiosh. Hit and run. Maintain a safe distance as priority number one and employ continuous attacks. We'll, we'll be dividing you into teams. Miss Militia stopped short as an officer pushed his way through the people near the door, Chevalier included. He handed Miss Militia a phone. She turned around and pressed a button against the wall. The faux wooden panels separated to reveal a widescreen television. It flickered on. Her? That's the class S threat? Dude, she's bigger than she looks. Quiet. It's a webcam feed. I'm setting it, so we'll be transmitting audio only. Hello, Noelle. Who is this? Miss Militia. The gunwoman. Who else is there? Other local heroes. Oh, there aren't more? The undersiders didn't get in touch with you? It's just us right now. Because I smell more, which makes it hard to believe you. You can lie if you have to. You can smell us. Not you, but it doesn't matter. Are you there? I'm here. I was telling you, it doesn't matter. I only called because I killed her. The Space Warper. I'm so bad with the names. So many names for you capes. You killed Vista. Why? Because I could. Because I was hungry. And I'd already used her up. See? Oh my god. Oh. Grew leaned in close. Oh no. Why, Vista's all but one of them have faces more like masks than skin and muscle. Our rigid, wearing borrowed clothes and not costumes. Oh, that fifth one might be taller than I am, and her bones look curved. Ugh. Just wanted to let you know that. I'm sorry. This isn't like me. It's the stuff that's growing on me. I have my memories, and when I think, it's always my thoughts. But it feels like it's taking over my subconscious. And when it wants something, the hormones and adrenaline flood into my body and my brain. So I feel what it feels. It twists the way I think. Why Vista? She was alone. And I could smell how strong she was. Now I've got them. They're pretty obedient, and it's nice to have company. I haven't had any physical contact with anyone for a while, and they like giving me hugs. Except the sixth. Sixth? Not as obedient. She ran off. Jibbering something about killing her family. Miss Militia thrust her index finger towards the door, and the wards were gone in a flash, running for the stairwell. Can we negotiate? Not really a negotiation, but I can offer you a deal. What's the deal? Kill the Undersiders, or hand them to me so I can torment them before I kill them. You can do it any time you want to, just knock them out or hurt them, or find a way to tell me where they are. If it's a choice between hurting one of you or hurting one of them, I'll hurt them. I promise. If I've taken someone hostage, you probably have a little while before the hostage is dead. Just know I'll trade you any of my hostages for any Undersider, any time, any situation. When all Undersiders are all dealt with, I'll sniff out and kill all of the clones I've made. Then I'll let you try to kill me. Or imprison me. Do whatever. I don't care anymore. 
because I don't think I'll be me much longer. I don't think I'm even me right now. They took away my only chance to get well. Until they've paid for that, I'm going to make this hard on you, heroes. I'll hunt you down. I'll copy you until you're all used up. Let your copies ruin your reputations and your lives. And then I'll eat you. I'll do it to each of you, one by one, until you realize it's easier to go after the Undersiders than to come after me. And just like that, the screen went black. Thanks so much for listening. We want to do So, I'm Chris. Let's see here. This episode I played literally everyone. No, but it felt like that. I played Eidolin Ballistic Assault, Brian, Clock Blocker, Deputy Director, and Triumph. Deputy Director, no name. Yeah, Deputy yeah. Director. Every time there's a new Deputy Director. No, no, first name Deputy, last, last name Director. <laughs> also, I was one of the two people who adapted this t- this time around. Uh, Hi, I'm, I'm Marin. Uh, I voice Taylor, and I also um, helped adapt this episode. Yeah, if you don't know, we're extremely short. <laughs> we're always short staff, but um, our fearless leader, Matt Daly, is gone for this term at Lawrence, so a bunch of us are picking up the reins. Yeah. Down in Africa. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Grace. I love you. Hi, I'm Carly. I played Bitch, Noelle, and Parian. Hi, I'm Mary Grace. I played uh, Tattletail and Fletchette. Hey, I'm Ben. I played Alec, Kidwin, and Weld. Hi, long time no here. That's well, <laughs> something, I don't know. Something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, I'm Flora, and I played Aisha, Miss Militia, and Dinah. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. We're glad to be back. Yeah, we actually are. I was really not looking forward to this. Then when we got down here, I was like, ooh, microphones. (laughs) Honestly, so fun to do this each week. Yeah, Um, truly. So with that said, our time slot is 9 to 10 weekly. So give or take. 10 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> we'll try. That we're yeah, we're going to try so hard. 9 o'clock bedtime. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. very true. <laughs> Most of them are just like, eh, we're out at 9. We're also on Spotify? Not Spotify, SoundCloud. 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 We're, we're on SoundCloud. We're not on Spotify. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's yeah. a yeah. sign no. in here that says it's that Spotify is illegal that's for true. us. That's true. So. Yeah. We can't do that. But, all right, thank you all so much for listening, and hopefully you tune in next week. Uh, Bye-bye!